Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Moose Media Podcast. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett, who is on the phone line with me tonight, and we're going to do tonight's podcast like we've been doing throughout this high school football season. And, of course, uh, Rick, just to tell you where we're at, you know, I mean, we're starting, as they say, we've often used the old... uh, the old working on the working on the farm, working in the garden the adage of uh, of you know uh, having a, a long road to hoe. Well, the, we're we're starting to get in the short rows now. So uh, as we get close to the to the end of this season, so there's going to be uh, you know some some teams that are their hearts are broken because they're not going to have playoff bids amongst them uh, but then there's going to be some excitement because you've got that second season coming up when it's basically you win or go to the house and so that's going to be exciting and and we're going to talk about a lot of those possibilities tonight um, how are you by the way I'm doing good had, a, had, a, had another uh, great day uh, another blessed day from the Lord and uh, just uh, just blessed and and you're right the 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 Drawing toward the end of the season seems like it just started, but we're down to the last couple of games and uh you got some a lot of the playoff teams are set, some of the seedings are all, all also already set and uh, some yet to be determined. So uh just just enjoying it all. And you know the way the Alabama High School Athletic Association has everything lined up, this um, this week coming up will be the um, basically you go from week zero and then you you go all the way up to week ten. Well, we've got uh, we're in in week nine right here, and this is actually the last week of region contests across the Alabama High School Athletic Association. So basically everything going into the playoffs is going to be settled this week. I mean there's going to be there's going to be some broken hearts, there's going to be some excitement, there's going to be you know a lot of uh, a lot of teams that are going to earn their way on the field into the playoffs and it's going to be exciting to watch and we're going to try to talk about some of those uh some of those things that are going on around us here. Uh, we're going to work our way through uh, Class 7A all the way to 1A in the Alabama High School Athletic Association, talk about things that we know, talk, talk about some things that we possibly will be able to predict as we look at possibilities, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll get into the AISA as well as their season is drawing near uh, to a close, and uh, the, there's some teams amongst us here close by that are also going to be playoff teams going into the Alabama Independent School Association playoffs as well. So, Rick, let's take a look at Class 7A, Region 1. Of course, Mary Montgomery, and uh, and we've said this before, boy, Mary Montgomery uh, is really showing out on the football field. 9-0 and for Mary Montgomery, and they're 6-0 and in the region. They last defeated Daphne 34-7. They've got an upcoming game this week. They've And by the way, Mary Montgomery has clinched the region championship, so they are the Class 7A Region 1 champion. And Mary Montgomery will take on a Robert uh, a Robertsdale team over in Baldwin County, and and they'll they'll have Robertsdale at home. But that is certainly a game that Mary Montgomery should win. Oh yeah, I, I think we can chalk that up as a W for Mary Montgomery. I, I can't believe what an incredible year that they've had this year so far, and I know they're real excited. I live just down Snow Road to where it becomes McFarland from the Sims. Uh, uh, the city of Sims and uh, 
and I had lots of friends up there, have cousins up there, and I know that they're they're just very excited, probably the most excited they've been in in decades. And uh, you know, ranked fourth in the state in seven A is Mary Montgomery. So uh, you know, so uh, I'll be rooting for them. Like I said, they're just up the road from where I live, and uh, I think I think they'll that they're safe to say they'll come away with a debut from that one. Also uh, in that region, uh, Class 7A Region 1, Baker has uh, also clinched a playoff spot. They're at 6-2, and 4-1 and one in the region. Uh, they will be taking on Fairhope this week at home. Uh, other games, Daphne, now, now here's where it gets interesting because Mary Montgomery's a lock, Baker is a lock in the playoffs, but you've got three teams now battling for the next three slots. You've got Daphne at four and four on the year, three and two in the region. Foley at four and four, two and three in the region. You've got Davidson at four and four, two and three at the in the region. Fairhope and Alma Bryant have both been eliminated. So you've got Daphne Foley and Davidson all vying for those next two playoff spots. Now, if you look, uh, Foley will be at Daphne. So Foley is right now. Ian, but but Foley, depending on on who wins that that Daphne well, Foley game, beat, yeah, they got to beat Daphne though. Yeah, they do in the region. Daphne's three and two. So if Foley beats Daphne, you don't mind me interrupting because because Davidson's already defeated Foley, so they've got a tiebreaker against Foley. But what will really throw it into a into a a, a three ring tiebreaker. Uh, and they'll they'll get into who scored the most points and blah blah this because if Foley to beat Daphne that means they will have all three beat each other so I don't know how they'll settle that they'll get into all the tiebreakers there and they play of course as you just said this weekend but Davidson did defeat Foley earlier so they've got a tiebreaker against them and I believe Daphne defeated Davidson so you're going to wind up with a a, a three ring circus there if uh, if Foley was to pull off that upset. Yeah, that that could end up being a mess, but I'm sure that the state, I mean, they've got all these tiebreakers and stuff figured figured out. So uh so they'll have it uh, you know, they'll be able to look at the paperwork and make a determination as to who will actually be those representatives uh for those last two spots in class 7A region 1. So yeah, that's going to be exciting to kind of finish that out and I'll be interested next week uh as we will talk about it and let you know how that turns out as we uh as we talk about it uh, when we continue with uh, stuff going forward. Let's look now at Class uh, class 6A, actually, 6A Region 1. Of course, we've talked about Sarah Land. Sarah Land's a beast, and they they have clinched a playoff spot. But funny enough, if you look at the, the records now, Sarah Land and Spanish Fort, they're both locks to be in the playoffs, but Sarah Land has not clinched the region crown uh, because there's still some games to be played. So you've got um, you've got Sarah Land that's in, Spanish Fort is in, and then you've got Theodore St. Paul's and McGill Tulin that are still battling for those last two spots. You've got Theodore at six and two; they're five and one in the region. Uh, they will play at Sarah Land this week. You've got St. Paul's at uh, six and two, four and two in the region. They defeated Blunt. They will be. 
playing Baldwin County at home, and then you've got McGill Tulin at four and four, three and three. They lost to Theodore this past week, but they've got to take on Blunt um, this coming week. So you've you've still got some some things there that can happen to to settle everything. And I would just about guarantee, just because of, of it is just going to be very difficult. I do not think that uh, Saraland will play Theodore at home and lose to Theodore. I just, I just find that kind of hard because just based on the fact that um, that Saraland's been a beast all year. Oh, you're you're absolutely right, Saraland. I mean, you, if you look at their, their record, they've just basically destroyed everybody they played. Including some seven A schools, and there are a lot of people in the state that think that Saraland is the best team in the state, regardless of the classification. And I, I mean, they have really got it going on. I mean, Spanish Fort's the next best team in that in in that region, and uh, Saraland clobbered them like forty nine to seven earlier in the season. Of course, Spanish Fort has improved since then because they also lost to Fairhope, a team they shouldn't have lost to probably. But uh, Spanish Fort has improved a lot. But the big game. Uh, We'll, we'll, is for this week in that region is is Theodore versus Saraland. Theodore's got a good team, and, and I think it's going to wind up Saraland, Spanish Fort, Theodore, and St. Paul's. I think Theodore would have to upset Saraland for McGill Tool to sneak in somehow, and some other things would have to happen too. But that's probably your four teams there Saraland, Spanish Fort, Theodore, and St. Paul's. Yeah, you know, looking at McGill Tulin, they're sitting there kind of in that fifth spot, and uh, in order for them to make it, they're just going to have to have some help up above them, yeah, and uh, right. and the likelihood of that help coming in the form of somebody getting knocked off that is going to give them yeah. that help is probably a little bit slim. Yeah, and the bad thing is, is McGill Tulin really does have a good team this year. I mean, they... Uh, it's just that I mean, it's sort of like that. Other, it's like the reason of the team that we cover in. It's a tough region. It just is. I mean, you you look at those teams and 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 from McGill to on up, those are all really really good football teams. And Murphy's a pretty good football team too. So I mean, they just uh, it's just a tough region. Yeah, and and one thing that's kind of different about that region too that I'm I'm sitting here looking at, and I, I looked at earlier, and I thought it was kind of strange. As a matter of fact, I I went back to look and see. You know, that's that region one, uh, class six A region one. Um, that's actually a nine team region. You've got nine teams in there, uh, and uh, and so it's a little different. So you've you've actually got the uh, the possibility of an extra game in there, an extra region game that that the other right. regions do not have to play. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Let's look at Class 5A now, Class 5A Region 1. Gulf Shores, of course, Gulf Shores is another very good football team. They have clinched the region championship with a record of 8-0, 6-0 in the region. They did not play this last week. They got a week off to kind of recoup and get their legs back under them. They will be playing Viger at home this week. The number two team in the region, as it is right now, is the Viger Wolves at 6-2, 5-2 in the region. They defeated Alberta as they should have 46 to 7 this past week of course now these two teams you got the one and two teams right there now um it's not gonna bear it's it's really not gonna have a bearing on any playoff implications it'll just be a good win for viger if they can go up there and knock off gulf shores but it's really not going to change things because gulf shores has already clinched the region championship 
But if you look at uh, the, the, the teams below Viger, you've got BC Rain, Faith Academy, and UMS Wright. Everybody else is eliminated. So you've got five teams there, uh, or actually three teams, that are vying for those last two spots, just like you have uh, in 7A Region 1 and in 6A Region 1. So th- the big game right there, if you look, is, uh, man, Faith Academy and UMS Wright is going to be a huge one yeah that is a uh, a huge game uh this weekend and that'll just, and it'll decide that fourth spot because i think bc reigns upset faith academy earlier so that that they got the tiebreaker there so really this game between faith academy and ums right is essentially for the fourth spot uh bc rain being the cinderella story in that region i mean they had you know got their new stadium uh out there on uh, Dolphin Island Parkway from where they used to play at Old Tremere Park. And uh, it's just, uh, I think those top three are in. So I think the, the big game is for the, is this weekend, and that's always a big game. Anyhow, Faith Academy and UMS right. And uh, it'll be at Faith Academy. All my children went and played sports at, at uh, Faith Academy. And uh, so naturally, I'll be put to Faith Academy. But uh, it should be, you know, this, if, you can say, if, of course, UMS always plays a brutal schedule, but if they've had an off year in the last 20 years, this might be it. So Faith Academy's got a pretty good chance, I think, of pulling this one off. And, you know, here's something interesting to look at as I look at the uh, the numbers right there on those um just looking at the top four teams. All right, so Gulf Shores is a lot. They're, they're the region champ. Right, number one in the state. Right, so you've got Viger now. Viger's right now listed as the number two team at five and two. But if Faith Academy was to knock off UMS right or vice versa, both of those teams at five and two. And then you've got Viger up there at five and two now. So if they, if Viger was to lose, or, or it, which could very well happen at Gulf yeah, Shores, probably will. Yeah. Viger could fall all the way down to the fourth spot and end up having or to travel. Field, they could be out because Faith Academy upset Viger. Right. I mean, there's a, there's sure. still some stuff there that can happen that's going to be very that's right. interesting. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's true. If 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 Gulf Shores beats Viger, which I think they will, I think you know what. If, if, and then Faith Academy was to beat UMS Wright, then I think your teams would be Gulf Shores. BC Rain, Faith Academy, and UMS Wright. I think Viger would be out. They need to win if they want to get in for sure. That was a big loss they had to Faith Academy in that big upset a few weeks back. So, yeah, that's one we'll have to keep an eye on. Right? And uh, my wheels are turning now, but I think they're in the same category as the seven uh, region one seven A up there. I, they they could wind up with a with a with a tiebreaker scenario for those last for that last spot between three teams. Well, that's that's why you know any of these coaches will tell you that man region wins are important i mean it doesn't matter who you're playing in the region if uh, if you slip up somewhere along the way and you get upset just like viger did uh you know i mean it could be a problem for you when it comes down to seeding for yeah. the playoffs or even getting in at all and uh and so you, you just have to you know you, hopefully uh you you need to be in position where you can uh kind of step in there and it'll all work itself out this friday night that's going to be very interesting to watch that yeah. in class 5a region one 
Let's drop down to 4A Region 1. Of course, we've got some teams right around us from uh, from that region. Of course, Jackson, they're a beast. Uh, they've got the young quarterback that's so good that um, I believe he's a South Carolina commit. Is that right? Um, that's right. Anyway, Jackson at 7-0, and 6-0 in the region. They defeated St. Michael this past week by a score of 42-21. to Of course, Jackson, they're going to they're gonna win out because they're going to go over to Wilcox Central and have their way. That'll end up being a running clock in the second in the second half. Uh, T.R. Miller is, uh, and Jackson is the region champion, by the way. T.R. Miller has clinched a playoff spot. Right now, they're listed as the number two. They will be, now this is going to be interesting for Miller because Miller's going to be at St. Michael. St. Michael's still a good football team, uh, even though, um, you know, I mean, and St. Michael has clinched a, a playoff spot as well. I mean, th- the the region standings for for class four A region one they're set. Jackson is the champion. T R Miller is the number two seed. Bayside Academy right now is the number three, and St Michael is the number four. So all those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Now what could change with uh, T R Miller and St Michael playing each other and stuff like that? You could end up with a flip flop in the seeding. But those teams will remain locked in. They will be playoff teams. So you could end end up with a you know if T R Miller was to lose to St Michael, um, you know, and Bayside's going to be at Satsuma, which is a game they should win. Bayside could jump up a a slot, uh, which matters when it comes to who travels where. That's right. Now, now the only thing that would would kind of throw a monkey wrench in there, and and just thinking out loud right here, is you, if you if you happen to have uh, the tiebreakers where maybe maybe T R Miller's already beaten Bayside, so that would give T R Miller the nudge. So I mean, you get you got all kind of stuff to work itself out. Anyway, what's what is good for this particular region is that all four of those teams have locked spots up, so they know they know they're going right now. They're just waiting to see whether they're at home or on the road. The top two seeds will be at home. The the seed three and four will be on the road somewhere, and all that will work itself out. And right now, uh, and, and I failed to mention this for 7A, Region 1, 6A, and 5A, and now into 4A, n- no playoff matchups have yet been fully decided. We know that, uh, that class... Um, in all the classifications, the Region One schools we will be pitted against the um, Region Four schools in their in their classification. But right now, there's just been nothing settled. Uh, We've got a game coming up here in just a minute that we will tell you is already settled and that playoff game is set. But none of these other classifications have playoff games that are set as of yet because they've still got to get everything worked out as to who is actually going to be on the road and who's going to be at home. Yeah, that, that, that's right. I, I, You know, I know St. Michael's got a pretty good team. But it, it would be a big upset if they beat Miller. Darrell Miller has really improved throughout the season as it's gone along, which is, you know, always a good sign of good coaching. And uh, it's going to be tough. St. Michael's, uh, you know, T.R. Miller pretty handily beat Bayside, and uh, Bayside beat St. Michael's. Of course, you know, nobody can tell. That's why they suit up and play the game. Uh, But, yeah, that's – but but you're right. That It'll get down to who gets to to go where between Bayside and uh, St. Michael is the third and fourth seeds probably. Our good old school, Scambia County, Atmore High. They uh, 
Looks like they're playing Orange Beach. I'd like to just give a little mention to them. They have a chance at a six and four uh, record, which would be the, their best record this weekend when they play if they beat Orange Beach since 2010. So uh, good luck to them also. Yeah, that that's going to be uh, that'll be an opportunity for them to pick up another win and have a a winning record, which which is a a vast improvement over where they have been most recently. That's right. Yeah. As we continue on down the list and looking now at Class 3A Region 1, that's the region that Rick and I are really familiar with because we've seen all these teams play. And um, and I'll tell you, now, the the, the team uh, or the game of the year in, uh, in Class 3A Region 1 is going to be Friday night uh, at Mobile Christian in Mobile over there on Cottage Hill. It's going to be Mobile Christian against Thomasville. We saw Thomasville this past week. Thomasville's a very good football team and they they knocked off ws neal in a very good football game i'm still man i still have i've watched the video replay of that thing just watching it because it's such an exciting game period it was such a good game to be a part of and get to call and and my i want to tip my hat and i know you will as well man i tell you one thing i've done high school football a lot of places and uh, and i just got to take my hat off to those folks over at thomasville uh rick and i were over there on friday night those were the absolute nicest people to deal with um being over there as the, as the visiting team, the visiting press, uh, in their press box, man, those those people go all out, and they treated us as well as I. You'd have thought we were home folks. I mean, they treated us just like we had been there all our lives. And uh, man, I tell you that that just says a lot about the class people that are that live in the town of Thomasville and the class program that Thomasville High School has over there. Uh, that's a good bunch of folks, Rick. It sure is. We we were we were both very impressed with us. I mean, they periodically throughout the game they were on one end of the press box, very nice press box, and they would just come down there and check on us if we wanted any water. They had food catered in and kept coming down and trying to get us to eat. Of course, we had already eaten a, a huge lunch earlier, so we we passed on the food. And uh, plus, you know, in your almond joke, we had the, the chocolate covered. <laughs> <laughs> But we had, uh, but they did. They were just super nice. The mayor of Thomasville was up there. I talked to him for 15 minutes. And just that guy is proud of that school. He is proud of his town. And, and I see why. I mean, they, that is, is I've always liked people up there around Thomasville in, in, in Clark County up there in the top. And I mean, in the venue we were in, the stadium looked like a it's beautiful Ivy League school. I mean, it was just beautiful. They had, you know, their landscaping is beautiful. They had a big screen up on the scoreboard. I mean, for a small town, I mean, they – and, you know, when I was talking to that mayor, he, he said that. He goes, hey, you know, when we first started this a few years back, trying to get this stadium looking like you see it now in the press box, you know, we don't want our athletes leaving we we want everybody staying here because these days it's not like when you and I played. Uh, you you basically had to go to the schools that were right there, but now these kids can almost go to any schools they want to. You know, they're in Clark County. There's two private schools those Thomasville boys could go go play at, or or up in up in Marengo County. Uh, they could go to private school up there, but they choose to stay there and play for their hometown, and uh, and, and you know, like you said, it's just a very impressive group of people and. Uh, and God bless them. I mean, uh, uh, 
you know, good deeds live forever, and uh, the best of luck to Thomasville. Yeah, that that game this weekend, this Friday night, that's going to be a humdinger. I was very, you know, very impressed with WS Neal. They they came within just a few yards of getting a first down and maybe going for the win in that game. But I'll be, uh, you know, I'm just telling you, I'll be rooting for Thomasville. They, that's just some nice folks right there, and uh, it's a big game because Morris Hill got knocked off. And I don't know if you've talked about that yet. And Mars Hill got knocked off the number one team in three days. So in all likelihood, it's going to be like number five or four or five ranked Thomasville versus the number one ranked Mobile Christian uh, uh, this coming Friday night. So should be yeah. a great game. Now, I will say this, you know, and, and, and I know, and, and, and I mean, I'm just going to be honest with the folks from Thomasville. I don't want to upset them or anything, but I'm going to tell you now, when you, when you go to Mobile Friday night and you take on Mobile Christian, you're dealing with a totally different animal than anything you faced all year long. I mean, we, we've seen every school in Class 3A Region 1, and, and Mobile Christian is a bear. I mean, they're – And some good schools outside of 3A. We've seen some good 5A and 4A schools. Yeah. <laughs> the only and, team I know of that I just could say definitively might could beat Mobile Christian would be Sarah Land and maybe Jackson. I don't know. But, I mean, that Mobile Christian team is good. Yeah, they're, they're very good. They play great football. They're well coached. They've got athletes. Athletes, they've got. Uh, I mean, they've got it going on there, and and they're big. You know, so, uh, we've talked about this before. You know, they're big, fast, and and smart, and 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 all that going together. They they play good football. But anyway, getting back into Class Three A Region One, uh, Mobile Christian, of course, and Thomasville. They're right now at one and two. The game that happens Friday night will decide that region. Honestly, it's more than likely going to be Mobile Christian, just based on what we've seen. Um, Thomasville will end up being your number two. WS Neal is the three, and Flomerton is the four. I don't, I don't believe anything will change those because Neal has the tiebreaker against Flomerton. So, um, so Neal is going to be a three. They're going to be on the road the first round of the playoffs, and will go take on Randolph County. That will be. Uh, um, up near Wadawi, and uh, and so so that'll be up up north. We'll, Rick and I will have to put on our traveling shoes for that weekend, uh, the first weekend of the playoffs. But uh, then you'll have Mobile Christian will will play at home. Thomasville will host a first round game at home, and then Flomerton will go on the road as well. Now, looking at the playoffs, as I said, in all the seven classifications. The only first round playoff game that is set is is the first round we'll see Flomerton. They'll travel to Walter Welburn. Walter Welburn is six and two, five and zero oh in their region. Uh, Walter Welburn is a school up in Anniston, Alabama. They are the one seed in Class Three A Region Four, and that's who the Hurricanes will go take on for their first round game. Yeah, and and they beat Randolph County, which is Wadawi, and. Uh, other than that, that's what it, you know. That's Randolph County's only loss. So, but uh, Walter Welburn did beat them, and they're both very good football teams. So, Wilmington uh, will be up there, and then we'll be at we'll be at uh, with WS Neil Blue Eagles. We'll be at Wadawi uh, up in which is Randolph County High School. So, uh, so, so, but but looking forward to it. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, after watching WS Neil go toe to toe with an undefeated and very good Thomasville team the other night. I mean, it was a, it was a 
game long bunch of slobber knockers. I mean, they were they were they were getting after each other, and WS Neal went toe to toe with them. So uh, you know, I feel like WS Neal have a good chance. So but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, well, the thing that made the game the other night at Thomasville so great is that. Uh, uh, Neil was down the whole game, and they never quit. Those boys never quit. They battled till the very end, and even, I mean, that game was not decided until there was about 34 seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Neil actually had the ball and was moving the ball down the field with a chance to, to tie the game up and possibly win it with an extra point, and, uh, and they just, uh, quarterback got sacked, and, and uh, Carter Hodges went down and, and got sacked, and that was on a, on a fourth down play, and they they turned the ball over on downs, and then of course Thomasville was able to kneel on it. So, but man, that was one of the most exciting. Matter of fact, I believe that I can go on record as to say of all the games that I've broadcasts uh, have broadcasted over my career doing high school football on the radio, that was the best game that I've been a part of. Even though uh, the team that I was pulling for and was announcing for lost, that was the best high school football game that I've been a part of personally. Uh, putting it out on the airwaves yeah i agree with you 100 ricky it was a it was a pleasure being there it's a pleasure calling of course i wish we would have won but it was a it was an outstanding football game and a beautiful evening in a, in a nice venue it was just a nice nice and uh and it it you know and even though they lost like i said it shows what they can do this ws Neal team we covered their playoff game last year this is a much improved uh ws Neal team and of course they do have some really good seniors with with, with Jalen Likely and, and C4 Carter Hodges and and Jaden Stuckey over there on defense, so they do have some seniors that are really good. But the bulk of the WSL team will be back next year. Of course, they're concerned with winning the next game, which is against XL, and uh, and then going on into the playoffs. And then you got the Battle of Murder Creek, you know, two weeks from there. That's the throw out the records game and just a huge rivalry. So, but uh, it was a pleasure being there, and uh, and and I'm appreciative for being able to be there and help you out in, in the calling of the game. We had a good time. Certainly did that. Let's move to Class Two uh, A Region One now. As we look at Clark County, you know we talked Rick. We talked about Clark County earlier. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the fact that they were, you know, at the time Clark County had a losing record, but they were two and zero in the region. Well, Clark County's now they've got a four and four record on the year. But they're four and zero in the region, <laughs> so uh, so they defeated St. Luke's, and St. Luke's is going to be the the number two finisher. Uh, Clark County has actually got a record of four and four, but they have clinched the region championship. So they are the region championship with a four and four record. They're four and zero in the region. They will be playing Francis Marion, which they will pick up another win on that one. St. Luke's is listed as the number two team in the region, also already qualified for a playoff spot. They're at six and two, four and one. Their only loss on the year came to Clark County the other night. Clark County beat them fifty four to seven. I mean, gee whiz. Um, you know, now the thing with Clark County, uh, or I'm sorry, with St. Luke's. St. Luke's does not have a region game coming up. Uh, this they may be done with their region games, but man, they got a they got a tough one on Friday night. They take on one A Sweetwater, so uh, so that's going to be a toughie. Uh, Chickasaw 
has also clinched a playoff spot. They will be the the third spot representative uh, at five and four, three and two. They defeated Washington County by a score of thirty-two to twenty, and they are off. Chickasaw is off this week. They do not play. But here's the big game in Class Two A Region One Friday night. At JU Blackshire and Uri, Washington County comes to town at three and five and one and three. JU Blackshear will be playing in front of the home crowd at three and five, one and three. The winner of this game qualifies for that number four spot and a playoff berth, and there's going to be a lot of fun happening uh, in Uri, Alabama, when JU Blackshear and Washington County get together this Friday night. Yeah, you know, if, if we weren't doing our own game, I would love to be there in, uh, up in URI for that game. I think these two teams are very evenly matched. And, uh, and, and of course, we'll be pulling for J.U. Blackshire. And, uh, but that's, uh, that's, that's, and it's kind of a rivalry game, too, as the crow flies are not all that far apart from each other. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a game right there. Uh, I'd love to be there, but I'm, of course, I'm, I'm glad to be where I'm going to be at, at, at our, at our home, home stadium at WS Neal. Yeah, that Clark County team, I mean, we, you know, when we were listening to the scoreboard show on the way home the other night, that really didn't surprise you and I, because we talked about this all along. I mean, the teams that Clark County lost to earlier in the year were Sweetwater and didn't lose to them badly. Leroy, both very, very good football teams, strong. And then a very good Millery team. So they they didn't have the greatest record in the world, but now they've reeled off three in a row and have only given up one touchdown in the last three games, especially against St. Louis. So they've got a great offense. So I tell you what, this uh, this this the Grove Hill uh, Clark County team they, they could be something to watch if, if and they, of course they've got Francis. Is that right? They got Francis Marion. Yeah, Francis uh, Marion, and Francis Marion's yeah. already been eliminated. Francis Marion is zero and seven, so yeah. they're zero and four, and they lost to Southside of Selma last week, thirty-four to eight. So yeah, I mean that should just be a walk in the park for Clark County uh, over Francis Marion, and that's they'll just right. pick up another win. And then they play Thomasville at the end of the season, and that's going to be a, a a good game. Clark, you know, I know it's. You know, a four A versus a two A, but it's a big rivalry in uh, you know uh, uh, Clark County. I mean, they wind up winning the winning the freshman with a five and five record because they just played such, such hard teams. But uh, but but the big game this weekend will be Blackshear and uh, and Butler, Washington. I'm not Butler, Chatham, Washington County. Yeah, and the only yeah, thing you know, we we talked about this too with these rivalry games, especially going you know after the game between. Uh, W.S. Neal and um, and Excel this week, you know, having that Battle of Murder Creek game, and then you've got uh, the game between Clark County and um, and Thomasville coming up. You know, both of these coaches, the coaching staffs, uh, you know, they've just got to be holding their their breath because as much as you want to knock off uh, your your school's big rival. Uh, Going into the playoffs, both teams will be playoff teams the next week. You just hope and pray that you don't get anybody injured going into a playoff game that could cost you. And I mean that very well could happen if you're if you're got if you've got uh, you know you you got you're starting eleven against the other bunch of starting eleven. And I mean this is a collision sport. I mean somebody could get injured oh, yeah. and it could cost you uh, uh, you know a possibility. Yeah, they'll do it because it, in in that kind of football, it's like 
it's like going back to Medea. It's like kingdom versus kingdom. That's like uh, the Battle of Murder Creek, W.S. Neal and Miller. It doesn't matter. If it, they're they're going they're going to leave it all and lay it all on the line. It, the, the, the the playoffs not even going to be on their mind when they play the games. When you get these little these small towns playing each other like that, but you're right. There's no doubt about it. You know, somebody could get hurt always, and uh, that's just that's all part of it. Another big game that's happening that we need to talk about as we continue, 1A, Class 1A, Region 1. Uh, nobody yet has clinched the region crown. You've got Milry at 8-1. and one. The only loss Milry's had all year long was the opening week of the season. They got beat by Centronail, who is a much larger school. Milry's a 1A. I think Centronail's a 5A. Uh, okay. And then and then you've got Leroy sitting at the number two spot. They're seven and zero on the year, five and zero in the region. Both of those schools are five and zero, and they tie up at Leroy this Friday night. That's going to decide that region championship. And uh, of course, both teams will be at home the first round of the playoffs. Um, you've got Choctaw County in uh, Class One A Region One. They're also in now. Uh, you know your your your. Your games to watch. You've also got you've got Macintosh uh, at two and four. You've got Southern Choctaw. Now Southern Choctaw uh, will be taking on Fruitdale. More than likely, that's going to be Southern Choctaw able to pick up a win, even though they've still got to play the game to decide that. But more than likely, the way it, things are going to work out is it's going to be Milry Leroy Choctaw County, and then I would imagine with uh, with Southern Choctaw playing at Fruitdale, that'll be a win for them. It'll be a region win, so your first four teams will end up being Milry, Leroy, Choctaw County, and Southern Choctaw. But the interesting thing is, is who's going to be one and two up there? Because the the number one and the number two teams in the region, they basically, I mean, they've got to face off each other Friday night. That's going to decide that region championship. Yeah, I mean that. Just like we were saying a while ago, I mean those those two teams. Uh, are, are ranked, uh, you know, I think Leroy's ranked first or Millery is and the other one's ranked fourth, but they're, they're top five ranked in the state. Uh, Leroy being undefeated, Millery's only lost uh, to, to that good Citronel team. So that's going that I have no idea on that one. I think that's probably 50, 50 uh, and, and, and they are big rivals. I mean, they're just, they're not very far from each other. Uh, so that that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big game right there. Uh, probably give the edge to Leroy, uh, but it, it could go either way for sure. And something that I did, I, I misspoke earlier because I, I misspoke and, and said that the in Class 3A Region 1 that Flomaton was the only playoff game that had been determined. But I'm looking here reading my notes that I actually had put down on the page, but I, I didn't read far enough down earlier. Um, in this region, in Class 1A Region 1, the only playoff matchup that has been determined is Choctaw County uh, being – the number three team, they will they have that number three team as a lock. So that is where they will finish. They will travel to play Maplesville's Red Devils at five and three and five and one. And and they they are the two seed in class one A region four. Maples Maplesville now it's gonna be interesting going up because I've been to Maplesville when uh, my son Cooper played at J U Blackshear. We've been up there to play football and we've been up there to play baseball. Um, Maplesville won the um, state championship 
in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. They were state champions in 1996, 2014, 15, and 16. And so, yeah. man, that they play very good football at Maplesville, but that's where Choctaw County will go on the road to play in the first round as they will play the uh, the two seed in Class 1A Region 4, and that will be the Red Devils of Maplesville. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a tough one. That'll be a tough one right there. And I tell you one thing, I, I remember going up there particularly for the baseball, the uh, best two out of three game series that we went up there with J.U. Blackshire uh, back in 2000, it was 2018, The or, or actually no, it was it was earlier than that because Cooper was like a... Cooper was like a sophomore when we were up there, so it may have been around 16 that we were up there. That was the year that they made it all the way to the uh, to the state finals. And, uh, boy, I tell you one thing. Now, you talk about a, uh, a little small place that turns out in droves to pull for their Red Devils. That place will be packed full of folks yeah. on Friday night to watch that, uh, that playoff game when you go up there and, and play against Maplesville. Yeah. Pretty country up there. It'll be a nice drive for the people in Chautauqua County. Yeah, it it is. A, it's it's a nice place to go and 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 a, a nice nice bunch of people up there. All right, yeah. so now let's look at the Alabama Independent School Association, the AISA schools, as we try to finish this thing up. Um, in Class 3A, not really going to talk about much about Class 3A other than to say that all eight Class 3A AISA teams will qualify for the playoffs. They just have eight teams, so everybody qualifies. The AISA playoffs begin on uh, November 3rd. The second round will be November the 10th, and then the state championship games will be scheduled for Thursday, November the 16th at Montgomery's Crampton Bowl. So that's the way the AISA playoffs will pan out. Now, if we look at teams from uh, Glenwood School, is they're the number one school in all of AISA. They're at nine and zero at seven and one. Lee Scott Academy is also a very good team at eight and one. They're six and one in uh, in in Class Three A of AISA football. I believe Lee Scott's only loss came to Glenwood, who is number one. Now, looking at the listing, Monroe Academy. If we go down to a team that we're very familiar with, Monroe Academy at three and seven, two and two and five in the region. They lost to Otaga Academy this past week, forty to eight. They play their rivalry game against Clark Prep coming up this week. But then, when they go to the playoffs, the first. Uh, their first playoff game, Monroe Academy in week one, looks like it's going to be them uh, at Otaga Academy. It looks like Monroe Academy will be at Otaga Academy. And I, I have not looked back. I hate that I didn't. We'll talk about it more next week. But, but I think that Monroe Academy and Otaga Academy have already played one time this year. So that may be a rematch game. It is a rematch. I, and I think Otaga Academy uh, – I handled them pretty well, but you know, Monroe Academy's had some up and down games, and and some of their losses were pretty close. So anything can happen in the playoffs. We see it every year. Uh, teams, why nobody expected WS Neal to, to, to go on the road and win their playoff game when they traveled last year, but they did, and then wind up hosting the game, the, the second game against St. James. So you can never tell. Once you get to the playoffs, almost anything can happen, and usually does. There's always some big upsets. So we'll see. 
As we continue looking at the uh, AISA in Class 2A now, looking at uh, AISA Class 2A Region 1 Chambers Academy, uh, that's going to be uh, the number one team in Class 2A Region 1, followed by Edgewood Academy and Hooper Academy, and then also Macon East Academy. The team that is eliminated out of Region 1 is going to be Abbeville Christian. Uh, if you look at Region 2, Class 2A Region 2 in AISA, you've got Banks Academy, at seven and two, three and one. Patrician Academy at eight and three, three and one. Uh, you've also got Clark Prep down there. They will be taking on a Monroe Academy uh, this week. Of course, that is a game that has no impact on the region. The regions in AISA they have been set already, and so Escambia Academy at three and six and one and three. They are they've qualified to be a playoff team now. The bad thing is, and you and I, you and I talked about this a short while ago because we've been up there. Uh, we went up there with the Scambia Academy two years in a row. It's not an easy trip, and it's not going to be an easy trip this year for the Cougars. They've got to go to Chambers Academy and play that team. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, it's a great place to play football, a great atmosphere. But uh, but that's a that is a tough road to hoe for. Uh, got to use that terminology again. But that is going to be a tough one for Escambia Academy to go up there and win against Chambers. It, it is, and uh, Scambia Academy lost a tough one to a, a very good South Choctaw team, Hawaii team. Uh, just last weekend, they got to get all that behind them, and uh, they're off this next weekend and. And they got plenty of time to prepare because Chambers Academy is very good. They love their football up there. They go out and they, they make sure they've got good coaching. They got great facilities and, uh, they're really into it up there in Lafayette, Alabama, <laughs> which, you know, like you said, we've covered games up there before. So, uh, but we will certainly be, be pulling for the Cougars and, and our friends out there. All right. So now let's go down to class, uh, A, uh, to, in the AISA, I don't have an answer for that. of course you've got uh, you've got two regions in uh, in Class A, uh, Region One and Region Two. The the team with the most wins in in Region One of Class A ball is going to be uh, Lowndes Academy at nine and zero. They're four and zero in the region. Uh, the second place team is is Southern Academy. Uh, the third place team is Crenshaw Christian, and then the fourth place team is going to be Lakeside. The team that is eliminated is going to be Coosa Valley Academy. Uh, here close to us, Wilcox Academy's in. They're going to be the Region 2 champion of AISA uh, class. Region two. Yeah, yeah, region two. I'm sorry. Class A region two. So Wilcox Academy's actually at, at four and oh, they're gonna be uh the the region champion, followed by Jackson Academy, which Jackson Academy's been highly ranked all year. They're a good football team. They are eight and two, three and one in the region. Then you've got South Choctaw, which is a good football team at four and five, two and two in the region. And Sparta Academy makes it good for the uh, Warriors of Sparta. They're going to be a playoff team. Uh, they're at one and eight and one and three, but their one win was against a uh, one of their region teams snook uh, christian academy they beat snook so that qualifies them to go to the playoffs and so uh, it looks like 
that uh, of course uh, you know Wilcox Academy they would they would end up their first round game would be against Lakeside Jackson Academy their first game uh, first round game would be against Southern Academy and then of course Sparta their their first round game tough for them they got to go face Lowndes Academy and uh, so that's going to be that's going to be a, a tough one yeah yeah, well, congratulations to them for making it though, and uh, and and the good folks up at Wilcox Academy. They had had some tough years here of late, but uh, they they beat the last year's champion Jackson Academy just this last weekend. So, um, you know, good good luck to all of them. Well, and, and I got to say this about Wilcox before we shut the show down. I mean, I've been up to Wilcox before umpiring baseball and stuff back when I was doing a lot of high school baseball and everything. And that's another one of those places that they just leave a memory on you about how nice you're treated whenever you go up to Captain uh, Camden. And Camden is a beautiful place. I mean, you know, you go up there and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and there uh, you just have to, you know, when you leave you right going to Camden, one thing you have to do, especially when you're coming back at night, you have to watch out for deer because they're they're all over the place but uh but of course that's a big uh that's a big fishing and hunting area up there around the camden area and everything but uh, just great people up there and and they're just they're just always they were always treating me nice whenever i went up there whether i was officiating uh, uh baseball or football or even you know you and i have been there a time or two doing uh doing football on the radio when we were doing play-by-play uh games on friday night for escambia academy yeah, you're right. Uh, Wilcox County. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Wilcox County and is you know it's still South Alabama, and a lot of people don't realize. But once you start getting from Uri on up, it starts getting real hilly. It almost looks like you're in North Alabama. Lots of hardwoods, lots of timber. Uh, and when you get up to Wilcox County, you got Miller's Ferry, and you got the state state park up there. Just a beautiful lake, one of the best crappie fishing lakes. And hopefully, we'll be talking about some of that when we start doing our sports moose outdoors uh, uh podcast but it's just a beautiful a lot of people go up there from around our hometown of atmore and and skim county to have uh hunting camps up there and uh and uh, like i said you've got a uh, beautiful miller's ferry lake up there and uh it's just nice and the, the people are about just as nice as you can find anywhere so it's it's it's, it's worth it just to drive up there sometime especially the, it, here in the next few weeks as the leaves starting to change it'll be a be a nice little uh, day road trip for, for you. No doubt. Well, Rick, thank you so much, man, for being with me tonight. It's been a lot of fun, uh, you know, and we're, we're getting into the playoffs now. It's getting exciting and everything, and we, we pretty much covered everybody we want to cover tonight and uh, and really probably, uh, you know, went a little longer than we anticipated we were going to go. But we wanted to talk about all these regions and get the stuff out there so we can uh, – so so you guys would have the information that we have as we know it. And, uh, of course, as we, we go along – of these teams are going to get eliminated so things will get a little shorter uh but but the information that we put out there for you tonight we needed to get it out and we were able to get it out so with that being said uh for my partner rick burkett who uh joined me on the phone line as he always does i'm ricky dean and you've been listening to the sports moose media podcast we thank you so much for listening share it like it uh you know just Share it with your friends and let them know that if they want to know about football, 
in uh, Mobile, Baldwin, Escambia County, Alabama, Monroe County, Alabama, and and places in between that uh, they can hear about it on the Sports Moose Media Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again as we uh, we have definite details coming next week on where all these teams will be starting their playoff runs. Yep, thank you, Ricky. I appreciate it. God bless everybody. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't know where you went from the place. I'm like, <laughs>